When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If you can donate, that would be much appreciated. And let's get on to the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourself. So today we're going to talk to you a little bit about an amazing story that I came across on Gaia where they discussed uh, Emery Smith's engagement with his uh, explorations into the portal system and by using these portals. Now what's really amazing is that he talks about the fact that they needed to use dogs in these um, excursions. And, why, and you would say, well, why would you bring dogs on these excursions? It doesn't make any sense. Well, if you think about it, we use dogs here to predict individuals who have medical conditions, individuals who have uh, falling conditions, heart attack conditions, diabetic conditions. And not only are they for detecting medical conditions, but dogs can also be trained here to predict weather conditions earthquake anomalies, um, individuals who have uh, cancer issues. Um, so it's not just health-related issues, it's prediction. It's, it's their ability to use a different sense within their body that we haven't developed fully enough. So they have this amazing capability to utilize that, and, and they train these dogs to go on these missions for these very specific missions. So Emery talks about his entire team being trained for two to three months, and then they'll go on one mission a month, or they used to go on one mission a month. He doesn't do it anymore. But um, I, I kind of went back into the archive a little bit. This is early on when Emery was on Gaia, and he's talking about his early, early engagements, and then later on talks about um, you know, more scientific endeavors, but I got kind of bored. I wanted to go back in time a little bit. So I found one <laughs> where he's getting interviewed by George Nori. Um, I kind of skipped over it because George was kind of cutting him off a little bit, a lot early on in, his, in the early interviews later on, he let Emery speak, but I want to tell you, Hey, there's my dog too. Come here, but so as we, as we're talking about <laughs> dogs, I'm talking to my own dog, trying to get him to not, not bark with me out in the old lab. So, 
while we while we engage in this podcast, you might hear my dog barking a little bit. So I want to tell you some specific quotes from Emery and what he said in these interviews because it is fascinating. They actually developed a lot of things for these dogs. So uh, what Emery states is dogs can hear frequencies that we can't hear, and they brought them along on these uh, space expeditions because... So what's interesting is that since they have these innate six senses, or maybe altered senses, they can help with what Emery calls one of the most scariest things that they encounter on these alien planets, which is the geological changes that happen. Now, since animals can t- can predict these things... They're a humongous asset, if not the most important asset on these missions. Um, And they actually saved a few guys from getting killed that he talks about. Um, So he states there was an incident where they were walking. So what they do is they go through these portals. They investigate these these planets, wherever they end up. um, And they see if there's minerals, plants, or anything that they can detect that they can use that would be beneficial back home. Um, So... Emery is the scientific um, leader on these on these missions, and the the dog really is their their sensor. Now they also bring along a robot that he also talks about um, that can sense um, issues within the individual suits. So these guys wear obviously these high tech suits, so they don't die on these planets, but also to keep their heart rate low to administer medications and things like that. But if somebody were to fall over or is is in, in the position of falling, the suits help as well as the dogs can help. But in regards to these geological changes, they may have soft land that they might be about to walk on. What's soft land? It's like quicksand. You get into quicksand, you're screwed, right? You get into an area that might have noxious gas in it, which he talks about. You're screwed, right? So these dogs are able to help maintain a level of safety so he states that on one mission they were walking along kind of like a mossy planet they weren't they weren't predicting that they might have to walk across this area but they they did and the dog was able to predict and bark and tell them not to go in this area because what they later found out was when they did a scan of this area was that guess what if they would have walked onto it they would have fallen through and there was noxious, deadly gas underneath. It was kind of like, we actually have these areas on Earth um, where the, it almost looks like the Earth is breathing. Uh, they're generally mossy areas and forests, not typically in North America. They're usually in Asia. But when you walk across these mossy uh, living areas, it's the, the, the ground underneath them is, is very much liquidy or gassy. And in that case you could potentially fall through if you had enough pressure. Some humans, some people are are brave enough to go into these areas and and they kind of do these like acrobatics (laughs) as the earth is breathing this mossy land up. But in this case, as as Emery was traveling to other earths, this land is not safe. So the the dogs help them with that. Now, what they found uh, later is that, you know, of course these dogs are going to need a protective measure. They, uh, they're going to need suits. So George asked him about these suits. So what's really cool is like, they actually have a picture on Gaia and they have the, this dog suit and it's like, it looks like it, it's, uh, like a huge metal vest with 
um, kind of like a soft um, acrylic uh, wrapping around their legs so they have flexibility, but that the, ch the chest and back are all covered in this like metal and they have like these like ridges at the top almost like a stegosaurus has those has those like bony plates or had those bony plates and then um has like a huge um, collar uh handle as well on the top towards the back of the neck and then they have a glass uh polymer uh helmet or maybe a plastic polymer helmet i'm not a scientist but um it, it, it's a translucent so they can see through uh protective um helmet that they can see through so it's really really fascinating but obviously their entire body has to be covered because when they get back they have to be safe so even their tail is covered everything is covered so they don't uh have any uh negative ions negative uh biological entities following with them uh back home so he states they have special iridium goggles that they look through so they have these really giant goggles that they wear um, and the iridium apparently allows them to see a little bit better. They also have astronaut helmets on. Um, all of them are waterproof, which is great. Um, especially for the humans and for the dogs, which is great. Um, they have the special designed suits. And he states that they may, the dogs may have their own different, differently made suits for different types of missions. Whether they're going to a deserty area where they might need a lighter suit. Uh, for for heat absorption or if they need a, a thicker suit for if they're going to a wintry or a, a colder environment He states it just depends on where they go now What specific breed might you ask they would use you'd think a German Shepherd because that's typically the military dog that is used by police uh, In the military easily trained definitely loyal uh, and, and you're not going to typically get injured by it What's fascinating is they use Mastiffs, which are the biggest dogs on the planet, basically. Uh, you know, definitely the heftiest, um, because it can carry its a, a, a significant amount of weight. They're big and burly. Um, and he states that, you know, when you, when you have to go to these other planets uh, and put a dog in a suit, the suit weighs a lot as well. So you need a strong animal that can uh, take take that uh that weight with them plus their sense of smell is one of the highest uh in the dog family and as well you know if if they combat any threats you know on the planet like an earthquake <clears throat> or you know any other um type of environmental uh issue <clears throat> they they can at least you know have enough muscle to to get up and over certain hurdles so they're long enough they can get up and over certain hurdles they can get uh, out of areas whereas a smaller dog might not be able to get out of now you might say well i know a small dog that can jump sure they can but the bigger burlier dogs are going to be able to maneuver out of things they, they have more strength plus if they need to carry something <clears throat> or carry a person or help carry a person you know they have the strength and mobility to do that um so they're very mission oriented. They're trained for years, um, and they're they're specially trained, right? I mean, even the military trains their dogs very specially, right? So if you look at what does a militarily military dog need to be trained in, they take these dogs through years of training, and and when they're decommissioned from the military, then sometimes local police forces will adopt them and use them for their own uh, uh, training and for their own uh, protection in the canine units. Um, 
So how do you, how would you even go about training these dogs? Well, you know, first of all, you got to train them from a puppy. You got to, you got to engage with them uh, and build a rapport early on. You have to, you have to groom them so that you know exactly, you know, what kind of entities are on them. Um, for example, today I had my dogs out playing, uh, brought them in. A lot of people, they'll just bring their dogs in and not even, you know, kind of examine them. What I do is, you know, especially in the in our backyard, it can get kind of dirty. I usually wash their paws off every time I let them go out and I and they come back in. Maybe they go out for a little while and come back in. I wash their paws. I found a, 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 a you know something that shouldn't have been in her paw. It was like it was like stuck to mud, right? Like a big clump of mud and then like a little piece of plastic in there. Now that might not seem like a big deal, but over time that could have that could have hurt her over time, right? So I cleaned that thing out. I cleaned every all the mud out, all the all, all the dirt, and then took out this piece of, of plastic that was in the mud, not stuck to her paw or anything, just in the mud. So you have to be aware of your own animal. So that's the importance of of taking care of an animal and, and building a rapport, grooming them and knowing what what they what their body is is like and what they're capable of and what their what their bodily needs are as well. Uh, it's super important. You got to build that relationship. So these these dog trainers have to have to build that training. So they do lots of training. Uh, the U.S. Um, one of their local training areas is in Germany. Um, <laughs> obviously, it's not in the United States, uh, but a U.S. Uh, soldier um, is seen here in this article doing training um, at the Bolingen uh, Lingen local training area in Germany. Um, and so they even talk about it, right? Something as small as like a tick could be an issue, even even in space, right? So you got to know the, the dog's suit. You got to know everything about that suit, right? If, a, if some sort of foreign-born alien object gets into their suit, even though they can t detect it when they get back home, you want to know about it while you're on the planet. So you while you're on the planet, you want to be constantly, you know, keeping vision over your dog. Um, some things can be a serious problem, you know, and if your dog's acting, acting strange, hasn't, has a strange behavior, you want to take care of it. So these space dogs, yes, they are specially trained. There's another, uh, obedience obstacle course that's in, uh, Minot, uh, Air Force Base in North Dakota. Um, some of the airmen there, uh, train some of their military working, uh, dogs. Um, uh, one that's here, uh, in this article is, uh, a German Shepherd. And so <clears throat> getting out there and really playing with the dog takes time. Training takes time. You got to get out and play. Dogs are going to have bad days too. So what happens if, you know, your, your dog has a bad day out on the battlefield, right? Like these portal fields, if you will, right? Let's say, let's say, you know, it's a portal excursion is going to be more of an exploratory excursion. Most likely not going to have battles, right? But Randy Kramer who is, is in the special uh, space force program, you know, what if they use dogs in those programs as well? Well, guess what, right? Those dogs are going to need to be trained as well. And, and they might have a bad day. So you need to know your dog. You need to know if they're capable of handling the situation. A lot of times these, these missions are going to occur in different altitudes and different altitudes can, uh, result in different bodily effects, even if you do have oxygen, right? 
Typically, it's just the oxygen that's a problem. But guess what? If you if you have to hike up some hills, if you have to start really, really exerting yourself, you need to know how much your dog can handle, how much your your own body can handle, how much uh, how much endurance will this dog have? Of course, they do training, but once you get out there in the real world, it's like it's like training for an Olympic sport. Once you get out into the sport, you exert a lot more force. There's more mental stress uh, because you're not. It's it is a f unfamiliar territory, especially if it's another planet. So your your dog is going to go through more stress. Your your yourself is going to go through stress, and so your all of this muscle memory has to come into play when you're going out on these missions. You have to be very ready. You have to be very trained, and and everything has to come from muscle. So the same thing for these dogs. Luckily, we have dogs that can do that. You know, so I think that's the beauty. Um, you know, if you're a dog lover like me, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta enjoy the fact that we have space dogs out there. Space dogs, not just space chimps that we're shooting out into small space capsules and, and, and who knows if they're making it back, but space dogs who have their own suits, their own mission to save us. So really they're like our, personal you know our, our personal angels out there on the battlefield or in the portal portal field if you will <laughs> so anyway i just wanted to share that with you guys i thought that was really fascinating and um you know i hope you enjoy it so are you guys doing well i hope you are i hope you're taking care of your physical health your spiritual health your emotional health uh maybe getting a dog might help that you know uh i've i've enjoyed having my dogs and they take care of me. I do my best to take care of them, and you know, we do we do what we can for each other. Um, so, yeah, it might be something to think about. There's always always dogs readily available to be adopted. Um, take care of your family. Continue to follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Uh, oh, I put up a uh, buy me a coffee um, link in the information bio of the uh, episode. So if you don't want to or can't donate, you know, every month or whatever the case is, if you want to buy me a coffee, hey man, I'm, I'll take a cup of coffee. That would be great. Nothing like a, a cup of coffee to make you feel like the day's a good day. So I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, feel free to check that out. Feel free to check out the old podcast as well. Uh, Every time you guys listen, uh, just, you know, makes me feel good. Makes me feel good, and I'm glad to reach out to you guys. So I'm happy to bring another podcast to you, and I hope you guys are having a fantastic evening. Take care of yourselves, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Lockdown Universe out.